envisioned three female attorneys coming together to have our voices heard. Each of us would have different opinions, different passions, different backgrounds, and different views. Although we are different and unique, we are able to come together to discuss our experiences navigating through the legal profession and this thing called life. Now, the vision has come alive, and we invite you each and every week to listen to us as we talk about what's trending in the news and our legal insights, tackle real-life issues that affect not only us as attorneys, but us as women of color. Disclaimer, this podcast is intended to provide entertainment and general information. The information provided and the views given are not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as legal representation. All views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever we are affiliated with now or will be affiliated with in the future. Hey guys, it's your girl Brandy and we are back with another fun and um, interesting episode. So um, now, but today is only two instead of three of us. So before we get started, we have to do our round of introductions. Hey, T Hoods, how are you? Hey, um, on behalf of Sam, thank you guys so much for showing up. She's not here today. I will try my best to do my best Sam impersonation, impersonation while I'm here. But I hope everybody has a great show. And again, we like to um, before we get started, we would like to again tell tell everybody thank you for supporting us during our um, one year anniversary last month in August. We had an amazing time. We um, did a fun photo shoot, so we're going to drop some teasers um, later on in the month, probably either some starting next week. We want to thank our winners that participated in our giveaway and thank our sponsors. So thank y'all again for the support. Always continue to listen, follow, and subscribe. And no further questions. But as everybody know, these stories do not get old. Um, we've been dealing with this. We've been dealing with this for a long time. But racial injustice is real. It's not going away. Every time you turn on the news, there's something new happening. Some, a black man is getting shot and killed. A black man is getting um, <laughs> wounded. A black woman is getting killed. It's not going away. You know, racism is alive. It's 2020. We're in a pandemic and we're dealing with racial injustice. So what we want to do today is we want to talk about something a little different. A lot of things that people probably are not talking about in regards to racial injustice. And we want to deal with, to discuss interracial relationships. So we have brought on some phenomenal guests of the show to talk about their experience. So first, let's get started with Veronica and Lynn with our couple. Introduce yourself and just give a brief background to our listeners. Oh, hey, I'm Lynn. Uh... We've been together eight, nine years, too, too long. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm originally from Alabama, so uh, we live in Tampa now, and we've actually been married about seven years. Okay, cool. And well, well, I'm I'm okay, cool. I was like, what's your wife's yeah. name? <laughs> oh, oh, I was, like, was going to let you do it, because okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take over for you. I'm an independent <laughs> black woman. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm Veronica. Um, yes, we've been married about seven years. That's about right. Um, we have been through ups and downs. Um, I think anything like a regular marriage. Um, I think, um, I, you know, he's a good guy. He's a friend. We have good times. We have not good times. So I think, um, of course, there's always an element of the race aspect um, in our relationship, but I think we make it work for us. So just happy to be here. Answer any questions y'all have. Cool beans. 
Ms. Valletta. Hello, my name is Valletta Taylor. Uh, I have been in interracial relationships probably most of my life. Uh, I was married to an Italian man. My children are biracial. Um, my current boyfriend now is also um, white and I would probably say about 80% of my dating has been other than black men. Okay, sis. <laughs> you know, we got that good friendship, so I can say that. <laughs> but okay, so now, um, so let's get started. Let's like delve into this conversation. First, we want to pull up. I want to say, do we want to do the article now, Tari, or do we want to kind of talk a little bit and then pull up the article? Well, I was going to say, before we go there, Brandy, have you ever been in an interracial relationship? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. once in my 40 years of life. One time, it did not work out very, it, it was horrible. Are you I open? Right for, and it wasn't necessarily with him, because I don't have a problem dating outside my race. Like, I don't. I am open to the right man come along, so I'm, I'm open to that. That situation is like I was in my 20s. He was about their street life and I was not. I'm a suburban girl. So, and how we met was he was working at the House of Blues in Dallas. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's very handsome. We flirted, exchanged numbers, went on a couple of dates and then realized he was about their street life. And I was like, I can't do that. Okay. I was just curious. I want to see what everybody else had did here. Taria, have you? I have, I don't, okay, so I don't remember. So what if I did, it wasn't memorable to me, but I'm always open. I don't discriminate, um, but I, I lean more towards my black man, um, but I'm open. So I don't ever want to lose a situation. So if there's someone out there that's trying to shoot your shot, shoot your shot. Let's see. Slide in the DMs. We've been saying that every time. Slide in our DMs. Can be like my girl. Find a man. To real find a man. Can be like my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're saying that. But actually, before we go to this article, because everybody's seen the article about the so, and this is for both y'all, so feel free for both y'all to chime in. Um, I get, well, let's just go go with it. Have either of you faced um, prejudice because of your interracial relationship? I'm gonna start with the couple first. Um, nothing, I mean, no, definitely nothing overt. I mean, the, probably the worst thing we get is if we're in the, you know, the line at the grocery store, they don't realize we're together. You know that that happens all the time. I mean, that's that's normal, right? Like if we're, you know, she's she's unloading the groceries, I'm getting out the credit card, and then we go stand each other. You can just see them go, wait, what, what, what's going on here, right? Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. But other than that, not really. I mean, not that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I don't mean yes. C certainly look sometimes if we're even walking down the street. But yeah, no one has actually said anything, or or I felt that we were slighted or treated differently um, because we were together with each other being you know of different people. So what about like, you? well uh, well my experience is 
yes, I actually have. My, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm 50 years old now. I met my husband when I was 18, so 32 years ago. Um, and uh, I remember like just the blatant dis disrespect and disregard and the, the uh, loud comments that were made way above a whisper at that time. Now I, I have seen less and less of that as you see us progress as a society, but not only have I felt that discrimination um, as a black woman, when it comes to other, you know, um, Caucasian people seeing me with a white man or somebody that appears to be white, but I've also experienced it as a black woman with a black man saying something to me. Uh, basically his comment was, how dare you go to the other side? All the good women are supposed to stay over here and basically they can have what's left. And I'll never forget this because this was a good friend of mine uh, at the time in college. And you, you would never think that he would be so close-minded. But there were also times when black women would either be like, you go girl, or they would be like, oh, that's gross. Overtly just saying it. So I have experienced that less and less, um, you know, as, as times progressed, absolutely. But uh, I was in New Orleans a couple of years ago with my boyfriend and we were walking down uh, the street during the jazz festival together. And a guy yelled out to me, make your money, boo. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've, I've experienced it from all sides, which is kind of, is, which is really sad, right? But definitely. Wow, that is yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah. But then it's like, are, were you more like surprised because it's happening, you know, or is it just like, because if you're, you've experienced different on different sides, did you get to the point to where you were just like, whatever, like dismissive, or you just like, really, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, well, really? Initially, I was disappointed. I was disappointed because I'm like, you know, I'm a person, he's a person, because my first experience with it initially was my soon to be mother-in-law who was telling my um, husband at the time, hey, you know, this is wrong in the Bible. This is not something you should do. And she was Baptist and I was raised Baptist. And we ended up having a meeting with the pastors and uh, the parents and her pastor just had to give it to her straight. It's like, do you realize, you know, that, you know, Aaron and his wife were cursed with leprosy because Moses had a wife that was Ethiopian and they didn't like her kind of took her down the biblical road of understanding that this goes back way farther than you and this is way bigger than you and um, we ended up having our black and our white pastor up there to marry us when we got married and we always say 50 percent of the people came because they wanted to support us and the other 150 people came to see you know <laughs> it's like so wow. yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean initially disappointed but i think now i just feel sorry for them because they're so ignorant, they get they can't get past the shell to see internally, you know, um, how beautiful and how wonderful it is that you found someone that you love and that loves you unconditionally, regardless of what the outside looks like. So here's my question. I want to get out the way. Why did each of you go outside of your race? Why didn't you choose someone inside your race? Why did you stay with your own? Hmm. 
right. Y'all want me to go? Whoever wants to, whoever wants to go first. I was married previously. So Lynn is my second marriage, um, my second husband, um, if he's lucky. Um, <laughs> my first husband was a black man. So um, I had dated um, outside of my race um, after um, my, my first marriage. I was married for about 10 years. Um, and so it really wasn't an idea that I was always open to dating, um, uh, men of other, that, of other races, not just black men. So that was okay. Um, I didn't ever see myself being married to a white man, but, um, you know, we talk about this all the time. Um, he and I, you know, we have a really good relationship. I, I feel like, and we were able to talk about some of the things that I was not able to talk about with other white men that I have dated. And it just kind of escalated to, you know, just because we were able to have those candid conversations and the type of friendship or relationship that we had um, developed into, you know, love. And um, I mean, I fell in love with this guy and it's not so much that he's white, it's it's him. So, and we talk about this as well, that if something were to happen to us, I don't necessarily know that I would, I may still be open to dating, um, but, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm not really clear only because, you know, there are so many, you know, you just, you never know. I've dated white guys that, you know, got mad at me, tried to tell me that I couldn't use, you know, I couldn't say Negro, you know. Um, and I was like, boy, if you don't, you know what I'm saying, you don't get to tell me what I can, what I can and can't, just because you can't say it. So, you know, he tried to tell me how, what, what it was to be a black woman. All, boy, you don't, you don't know. So we and I have a different type of relationship. He understands his role, you know, in this world as a white man, and he lets he understands my role in this world as a black woman. So I appreciated that. Um, and really, for me, it was more about the person that he is, and not necessarily had anything to do with his race. If he had been the same, you know, guy on the inside, just different color on the outside, I think it was still we would have still had that same connection. And I'm probably the opposite, honestly. I mean, I, again, probably from the accent, you can tell I'm from a pretty, pretty rural part of Alabama. So I grew up, uh, I think there were three black people in my high school total. That's it. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I don't know what I prefer black women. I've done since I was a teenager, right? Uh, I, I liken it to, you know, some guys like blondes, some people like brunettes, you know, I, I like black women, I always have. But that wasn't that was not acceptable when I was growing up. Was, you're not going to do that. So uh, when my when I was same thing as married before we split up, I said, "Well, I'm you know I'm grown and I'm not living I'm not living in Alabama anymore." <laughs> that, that's <laughs> right. Right. I can yeah. say whoever I want to. Right. And that's kind of how it happened here. And you know, like Veronica said, we talk a lot about these kind of things. That and, and I told my mom this, and I think that's what I can't imagine ever being with a white woman. I'm not saying it could, it's impossible, but I, I just can't imagine. Valetta? Um, no, 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 no. Oh, no, <laughs> I just no, no, no. Like, no, what I was saying was I wanted him to hold on to that because we have a whole oh, question. I, we got a whole question about that. That's what I'm saying. We're not going there yet. I need Valetta to respond back, but we going back to that. Thank you. I'm an attorney. <laughs> no, no, that's why I was like, we got a whole, whole nother section about that. I was like, hold on. I know you can pull it. Veronica knew I was coming for her man. We have this. We have these conversations. So I said, y'all want to talk about him fetishizing me? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, we gonna get there. <laughs> Hold on. Like, let me let, let us rip, ask, respond. <laughs> we come back to that. <laughs> well, first, let me say to the question, I've never, I don't know that I've ever said, I'm just going to date. Uh, or I'm going to date white, or I'm going to date a guy from Lebanon, I'm going to date an Italian or, you know, Mexico or Venezuela or, or all the different people that I've dated. Um, I think that I've always been, I have three rules in life. I want to spend my time either with things that make me money, things that make me happy, or things that make me smarter. That's it. And I live in that world because I want to have minimal boundaries so that I can to continue to grow as a person. Um, so I, I really can't say that I decided to date a race and, and not date black men. It's just that I decided to give all men an opportunity and for me to have an opportunity to see what it is that they could do or I could do or we could do to make each other happy. I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't like barriers or um, you know, putting, putting block around things saying, I can only do this. Cause I feel like when you do that, you limit yourself to what you can experience. And I am all about experiences. So uh, for me, it was never really a choice. And honestly, I'm that one girl when I'm out with all of my girlfriends that if we're in a place where it's like predominantly all black men, the white man always comes up and says something to me. And they always say, well, we can take you anywhere and you can find a white man. And I'm like, that is not it. <laughs> but I think that um, I just I just seek happiness. And if that happiness comes in blue, brown, yellow, green, okay, maybe not purple, but all the other things, I'm at least open to it. <laughs> yeah. So now, Mr. Lynn. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go first well you made the Lynn you made the comment I just can't see myself and I might paraphrase just a little bit with a white woman anymore and so I guess my question is is why because um from the black woman's perspective black women sometimes make the same comment there are black men that have made those comments before like I don't want myself with a black woman and when a black man says it, it's sometimes thought of as, as a criticism to the black women and why don't you want a black woman, right? So to hear a white man say, I don't can't see myself with a white woman again or from here on out, I would just really be curious to know if you could expound on that. <laughs> I, I mean, I can try, I and mean, I don't know. I mean, part of it is, is really because we have such a good relationship. I mean, I, you know, I haven't had this with anybody else. I mean, it didn't matter the, their color. And I mean, I know what I like. I mean, I, I just can't, again, I'm not, I'm not opposed. I'm just saying, oh, heck no, never. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, you're on, on the list. You can't be there, right? You know, we're not gonna do one drop and, <laughs> and check it out, right? But, you know, it's just, it's not what I think I would do. I mean, we have talked about this that, you know, if we hadn't met each other, I think I probably eventually still would have wound up with a black woman. I don't think she would have wound up with a, with a white guy. Yeah. yeah. So my question for you, because um, Lynn, you are from Alabama, and you said you told your mother that. How did how did she feel? <laughs> uh, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, her exact words were, "Oh, son." 
Better than I expected, but I mean, you know, especially now we've been together as much as we, we how long, as long as we have, and you know, she's come to visit, we visited there, so she's met the kids and, and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, no, no big deal. There's been times, quite frankly, that she's had to uh, make sure she's not saying something that would be offensive, that she doesn't necessarily think of as offensive, right? I mean, she doesn't, and, you know, we kind of have to say, or I have to really, is hey yeah, you, you can't you can't you can't say that anymore <laughs> I mean, you can't sorry you know like that's i know you didn't mean it that way <laughs> but I, that's what it means right so probably don't want to say that anymore uh you know like my dad who you know we haven't always had the best relationship but i, I remember he said be careful they're not like us exact words i was like okay i don't First of all, how do you know what they're like? Like you don't you don't know any black people, as far as I know. Second of all, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what do you mean, not like us? I, I don't. I mean, you know, they eat, breathe, sleep, go to work. I don't know what you mean. Uh, and and you know, again, Ron and I've talked about this a lot. I think what helped me when I was younger was the first black people that I really interacted with didn't meet stereotypes that I had been brought up learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you hear these things from people growing up as a kid, and it's all white, rural country. And then when you meet people who don't meet that, you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be this way. You're supposed to be this bad way. And that's not what happened, right? And I think that became, oh, wait, I can open up, I can open my mind and see a little bit. So do you have like any other family members that have like who were just have you had any family members that pretty much like I guess banned you from the family or no longer want to talk to you or like disowned you because you are married to a black woman? No, 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 not nothing like that. Or, you know, no, that's also you know, it's not like I got a huge family either, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but no, no, nothing like that, nothing at all. And I think part of it too is because we don't live there. Right. So it's not like I see them every day or even every week. Right. Uh, we talk all the time. I mean, heck, I think my mom talks to Veronica more than she talks to me. But we don't, you know, again, I think it would be difficult if we were trying to live as we do now where I grew up, even today. I mean, I, I just, there were no, there still aren't black people where I grew up. So for Veronica, this goes for you. And, you know, um, you know that old saying back in the day when they, you know, they would say, like, mama say, don't bring anybody to your house that they can't brush, that can't use those same comb. Or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe family members that might, you know, even probably say now, like, uh, don't bring that white man to my house or I'm going to put you <laughs> out. Have y'all experienced either of those in your family? Like, Veronica, when you and Lynn even started dating or whatever, and like when you were getting married or when you met your husband at the time, like, and even dating, like, has your, have each of your families pretty much, like, try to disown you or have issues with the relationship? You want to go first, Valetta? Um, what? Well, yeah, I'll go first. Am I, I think at first my parents were okay with it because they thought they're just dating. And then when I said, we're getting married, I remember that my mom, I think before she could even stop it, she's like, why? <laughs> and, uh, and my dad didn't say anything, just stoic, which is a good sign that he doesn't approve. 
Um, but I've always been, this is what I'm doing, right? And, and they're very accepting. I, I know that my grandmother on my mom's side, because remember part of my family is from South Carolina and you know, my great great grandmother was a slave. So there's some deep rooted frustration there and there's still golf courses that we shouldn't go to and things of that nature and, and the South. Um, she, she said at the wedding, well, you're marrying the blue eyed devil, baby. So, yeah. And, uh, I was just, I just chopped it off. I guess you see now, but, um, <laughs> but my sister once said, you know, if, uh, it's not snowing, Valletta's not going trying to make the comment that I only date white men. So I've experienced that. And now, even now, every once in a while, my sister will say something, uh, but everyone else in the family, like my mom and dad, we've, we've been divorced 26 years and they still ask about, you know, and, and he still comes to some holiday events and stuff. They absolutely love him. But initially, I mean, like I said, you're talking 32 years ago. Imagine what it was like then, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I just met my boyfriend that I have now. I just met his father um, and his sister a year and a half ago. And we've been dating for almost five years because he wasn't sure how they were going to react. So, very real. How was that though? Because he's um, he's a white man, the guy you're dating. Yes, so Michael's white. How was that interaction? So between he and I, or but with the parents, like well, when you met his father. So he was he was very nice. He was very welcoming, but that that unconscious bias. Uh, that you were talking about basically earlier where you just say things and you don't think about what you say or you don't think of them as, as racist. It's just a saying or something that you've always said. Um, I could tell that uh, Michael had talked to him about being careful about what he said. But uh, at one point we were by ourselves and I was telling him, um, he was like, oh, I noticed that you were left-handed. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you know, I've got some siblings that their skin is darker and they're left-handed too. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's ignorance, you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, looking for, looking for something, right. Because what that's telling me is he can't get past the color. So he's trying to find some way to have some conversation about it. And it's okay too. Yeah. But also to be fair. I was gonna say, my, my boyfriend is also 18 years older than me. So not only do we have the race, we have the generation and then just because he's a man and I'm a woman, right? So there's so many dynamics going on, um, even with that, so, yeah. You definitely gonna come back to that one because I have a question in regards to that relationship. <laughs> in the, no, in the interracial side too. But Veronica, what about your experience with your family? Um, I had an aunt, I think that was, um, she was pretty combative, um, when we were dating, uh, with him, you know, at holiday Thanksgiving, you know, that type of thing that she'd send me like Dr. Umar clips, on, you know, from uh, YouTube and, and stuff like that. You know, she, I guess, you know, hotel, like, um, but other than my parents, they were fine with it. Um, the, I think the hardest part for them was when we moved, um, from, from Texas to, Florida they were like you know they was like oh and then I, of course I had my two kids my two black kids they was like oh do you know you can't go off with that white man you know I mean they were very yeah they changed I like prior to that 
they loved him. He was great. Then yeah. when he trying to, you know, drag my black ass to Florida, they was like, oh no, something ain't right. <laughs> like they had everybody. It was a it was a big ordeal. And you know, because we were also dealing with custody um issues. My ex-husband, you know, that was a whole thing. So it just kind of exacerbated that whole thing. So and then when we got here and they saw he didn't move us into the meth house, it was fine again. You know what I'm saying? Like then he was great again. He was taking care of us and you know, that type of thing. So, but other than that, I think, um, yeah, most of my family was pretty accepting. So and I think that kind of, that the comment you made, Veronica, goes into one of our questions that we kind of posed mm -hmm. um, on our run of the show was about this, the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement that's going through. Mm -hmm. When you made the comment about your family being upset about moving to Florida, the first thing I thought was, uh, Oh boy, who I don't like to say his name. The 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 young the the man that shot someone and had to stand your ground. So I would have been worried about you taking your kids to Florida because mm -hmm. they like to shoot talk shoot first and then talk later and try to explain the way out of it. So um, being the movement that we're in right now, um, do y'all feel that y'all are having more open and fluid conversations with your partners just to explain to them? really what this movement is all about and it's not trying to you know downplay someone else's experience in america but just you know making sure everybody understands what it is to live to be black at this point well so we always talked i mean from jump you know race was because it's a it's a real thing so you know i'm black he's white so we've always had those conversations um do we talk about it more, do you think, though, now that with everything that's going on? Not now. Nah. Not I mean, anymore. I mean, I, and she's right. We talked about race from uh, from the beginning. And, and, you know, to not, not disparaging anyone, but women I had dated before wanted that like there was no difference. Like, we're all just the same. Everything's fine. And then one of the reasons that we got out was, hey, we talk. We, we actually say, hey, no, this isn't the same. It's going to be different. There's going to be different perspectives. Uh, I know, you know, when we were talking uh, about the incident that you mentioned a minute ago, because uh, we, I have a son from my uh, marriage who's about the same age as Veronica's son, and you know, he's white, Willie's black. We go and we look at him. And, you know, my son Brady is <laughs> what six four, yeah, two ninety, something like that. I don't worry about somebody seeing him as a threat. I'm never once worried about that. You know, Willie can be, hey, after, after dark, be careful, son. You know, be, watch out what you're doing, right? And that's me, what's us being scared who hasn't had to experience it myself. Uh, I know how I worry about him as opposed to how I worry about my other son. It's just that simple. Are you more overprotective of her sons because of what, uh, because of the um, the movement, the culture we're in right now? Like, do you feel like you're overly protective because as a white man and you haven't experienced those things, but do you find yourself being overprotective more so? Uh, more so with our daughter. I mean, she's 19 now and yeah, you know, our son's off of college. He's about to graduate. He, you know, he, he's, he's doing everything right. And I'm so proud of it. And our daughter, she just got out of high school. She's, I worry, you know, she's doing things that, you know, teenage kids do. And I'm like, hey, those are the kind of things that, you know, I worry about you getting killed over doing, right? I, I don't, you know, 
It bothers me if you stay out to 2 a.m. And I, it shouldn't, yeah. but but I worry about that. I mean, we, we used to talk about this. I couldn't sleep when she was gone. I, I, I used to couldn't sleep at all, right? It's not as bad now that she's a little older, but, uh, you know, she's doing her senior stuff. She's out doing all this, you know, stuff everybody else's kids are doing the same thing. But I would worry about her more so. Yeah. And more, yeah, I think even, you know, almost to where I'm like, okay, she's got to be able to, you know, yes, I'm, I want to protect her too, but I still want her to have experiences. So we actually got into it the other day about her curfew. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, well, she's 19, you know, two o'clock is okay. And he was like, no. Ain't nothing good that happens after midnight. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, like we got into a, yes. Nothing. We, we were hollering, you know, and uh, which, you know, we, I mean, I'm already loud. I'm from Texas, so you know I'm loud. So we, but we were loud. Yeah. Back loud. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, he's even more, I think, because he doesn't understand, you know, but they still have to live, you know, like we can't protect them you know, just just hover over them and smother them. They still have to have a life. So I still want her to have life experiences. Of course, I don't want anything bad to happen to her, but you know, not to you know, I, I want her to still be able to 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 live life and still enjoy things. So you 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 know, you still instill in them. You know, try to give them everything they need. Um, you know, of course, that's not always enough, unfortunately. But I think that because he has an experience and he just sees, you know, we and we do talk about race, he gets, you know, like really wound up more so than I do. So it's kind of weird. But yeah, we, yeah, we, um, we definitely, I, we definitely talk and I, and this is the unfortunate part of that I always, you know, because no one is a monolith, right? So we joke about that. Black people are not a monolith. But I do, I do tend to ask him questions, especially in the political climate where we are now. Like, so, you know, what, what's up with your people? Why they, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, two and two don't make five. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, you know? So, and I always, I tend to like put that off on him. Like he has the answers, but I, you know, it, to me, it just doesn't add up. So I'm like, okay, so. He tries to explain it to me, you know, from, I guess, his perspective and, you know, but, and we still are like, we don't know, but so it's, yeah, but we do talk, we still talk about it, certainly, but I don't think we talk about it any more than we used to about the same, you know, it's, you know, obviously we talk about how sad it is, how unfortunate it is that these people have to see their children, you know, on a loop on the news and, you know, Current events right now. If you if you talk about hey, it's in the news. We, we talk about the news every day. Yeah, so you get it that way, but not so much the uh, the movement itself, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like Valetta, with you, with your current boyfriend, who is you said he's eighteen years older than you, and he is a white male. And mm -hmm. like I said, we are in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and era. By him being that old, like you know, of eight, that older. I mean, like, oh, but like to be older, my, like, how's that, have y'all had that conversation? Or like, you know, he's coming over and you probably watching CNN and then you're seeing the headlines, you know, black man has been shot or something. Like, do y'all have those conversations? And what is his thoughts on it? Or Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that you say that a couple of years ago, uh, we went to the um, African-American Museum in, in D.C. together. Mm -hmm. I love that museum. It's, it's such a heavy emotional thing. And um, I was, it's a combination of disappointed with a little bit of anger, right? So 
he wanted to talk about it. And I was like, I'm gonna need about 24 hours of not you. <laughs> Just give me a minute to, you know, take this all in because it is heavy. And uh, like, you know, we've known each other for 10 years. We've been dating for five. And the next day we were uh, at lunch and he said, well, I don't know why you're so upset. Racism, or no, he said, yes, yeah, slavery is over. And I said to him, I said, thank you for replacing it with inequality and making everybody feel inefficient. And his, he, he was like, wait, wait, wait. I never said that the things were better. And I go, but when you say it's over, you're, you're almost saying it like it's, it, it's final, it's finished. It doesn't exist anymore. Those behaviors, those things that are associated with the, you know, the slavery are gone. The actual name may be gone, and and some of the illegal things that they could not do, you know, um, in the light are gone. But but the behavior, the feelings, and everything else is still there. And so when this happened, uh, we had we had these discussions, and sometimes they're heated because you know I'm from South Carolina. We learned Black history there, and uh, you know he's from Pennsylvania. I don't know what they learned there, but um, <laughs> he had the tendency, you know, sometimes when we're talking to loop everyone together that was out protesting about, um, you know, what was going on. And so he would say, you know, all of those, you know, all of those looters. And I was like, wait a minute, you have opportunists, you have looters, and then you have protesters. They're three different people. Why are you lumping them together? And, and how dare you make the assumption First of all, I was pissed off because I'm like, you're focusing on what they're doing, but you don't want to talk about how they got there. If you want to, we're going to have this conversation. Let's talk about that. And so we've had some really heated conversations, but in the end, he's like, I, I can't deny that. But because of the generation thing, it's really weird. It's like, there's this need for them to believe that it's better. And that in their generation, they resolve or they accomplish something to make things better. But the truth is they did it just because you ended something, you didn't deal with the behaviors and everything else that was happening. And the results are still the same, you know, still several of us are, are being killed. And, and I told them, I was like, tell me one time when, cause I have two sons that are biracial, but society says they're black. And I asked him, I said, tell me one time when your son walked out the door that you had to worry if he was coming back. Cause that's my life. And uh, he was kind of taken back. He was like, okay, you've got a point. And he's like, well, why are we saying black lives matter? And I asked him, I said, have you ever felt like a white life didn't matter? And he said, no. And I was like, that's why. So it is, we've had some heated conversations because of it, because of it but we need to, because I need to, I want him to see me and I need to see him in those crises, in those situations. And what's important to me is that we both feel heard and that, that he understands why I feel the way I do it and that he can validate his points and I can validate mine. But he, he flat out said, I know that it exists and I know that it's wrong. But what I said to him is, but when you're at the country club behind closed doors, wrapped in a towel with your buddies and they're making a racist joke, where are you? Are you sitting there? And he says, well, I'm not going to be confrontational. I said, I get that, but not saying anything is acceptance of what's being said. And so we have these conversations all the time. I'm sure there's some days and he's so happy to go back to Pennsylvania, but 
I don't ever want him to think that I'm not me. You know what I mean? Like this, this is who I am. Just like I hate when people say, oh, I don't see color. Mm. Well, then you don't see me in my entirety because mm. color is part of who I am. So for you to say that you not see, don't see color, you're saying that you're looking past that to be okay with who I am. And uh, I just, I'm really, really passionate about standing in my truth and who I am and having some intellectual conversations about right and wrong and, and what's going on. And he's always respected that. So. That's, that's awesome. That's deep. <laughs> that is deep. But it's good y'all are having the conversation. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and you're making him aware that you want him to like, you know, see you. So let's like keep the conversation going. Um, we kind of brought this up, Taria kind of brought this up um, earlier in the show about black love. So for, and this is anybody who can answer, do you believe that there is a such thing as black love? I guess I can speak on this one. Now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is. I mean, I but let me pull it out a little bit further. Like, do you believe that black women reduce their chances of marriage because of the black love perspective? You know, <laughs> like when we're so focused on we gotta have black men, we gotta marry black men. If I don't bring a black man home, my family family's gonna disown me and blah, 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 but then as we see in, you know, in America too, a lot of black men are not choosing black women, they're choosing the white women. So, but you'll see a lot more black women tend to be like, but I gotta bring home a black man. I gotta bring home a black man. So do you believe in that it is a black love or just love is love? I mean, I think when you love somebody, you love somebody. That, that's again, but I mean, to me, just mathematically, if you say I'm gonna limit myself to a certain group, then you are limiting your chances. I mean, no matter what that is, just hey, if I if I take out all brown eyed people, well now I only got this many people to choose from. Uh, you know, whatever the, the criteria. Is. I'm a fit. I'm brown eyed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that, but yeah, I mean, but that's a you know, that's a different perspective too. I mean, it's a you know, for me. If somebody says that, I mean, and, and, you know, again, part of what we talked about before is if somebody tells me I own a white person tells me I will only date white people, I start thinking, oh, OK, you're at least racist, racist adjacent. Right. <laughs> at least you might be just you know, you know. <laughs> right. But if a black person says I'll only date black person, it's like, OK, yeah, I get that. OK, I understand. Great. You know, and, and we, we've had conversation about our children as well. If our black son came home with a white woman, we're probably going to have a problem with that. I mean, let's be real. I know I would. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we got here. Thank you, okay. man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, host the show. Lynn, anytime you want to come back and take my spot, you can take my spot at any point because you get there, I look like a perfect person. This is the question I wanted answered, okay? Because black, black women who have black sons tend to have issues if the black son brings in a white girlfriend. Why is that? You asking him, right? I'm not, I'm asking you, sis, who said you oh. had a problem with it. 
Okay, so because here's from my experience, okay, as a black woman. Um, so there everybody has there's every every group of people has problematic people. Okay. Um, I think, and this is just from my experience, from my beliefs, and I know feelings aren't, you know, but what's based on, but so for me, I think that when I see a black woman and a white man i'm thinking okay this girl she's probably open to you know she's down for whatever she's good with you know she's she's she knows who she is she is okay being with this white man she's also probably okay being with a black man okay or a white man when i see a white woman and a black man i always just it always makes me wonder it's not necessarily always the case but i always do wonder what are her motivations for being with that black man. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of the history, you know, of, of black men and white women from where we've come to now, um, you know, just on, on both sides probably from the black man perspective as well as the white woman perspective. But it does always make me wonder what are the motivations of these two people? Do, does this white girl date this black man because she wants to piss somebody off, mommy and daddy? Is she, you know what I'm saying? Is she trying to take, and not saying that white men don't do the same thing. Is she trying to get a little crash course in what the hood is all about? You know, those type of things. And then from the other perspective, is this black boy thinking that white is better than black? Um, or, you know, you know, or is he, because you, you do find that, you know, sometimes when a black man gets to a certain status, that's what you see. You know, they want the exotic, they want the, you know what I'm saying, the, you know, red bone. That's what they all rap about, right? The yellow, the yellow girl, whatever. Not only that, but sometimes you'll see a black man with a white woman that just like, say man, so you just wanted a white girl. Like you just, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just you just want you just wanted a white girl. She'd be the worst looking. I don't know. Like, we, don't, we don't we don't know, Veronica, what you're talking about. We, okay, y'all know. <laughs> but you'd be like, oh, what's you know, like so you know, so I just it does make me wonder. I'm not, I'm not saying that all of those relationships are that way, but um that just just from my experience, that's my personal experience. These are not these views do not reflect uh <laughs> <laughs> this podcast <laughs> and the host of this podcast. <laughs> Disclaimer. Oh, fine. Right. Yes. Yes. Look, we having a conversation. It is okay. But Lynn, you said you felt the same. Well, did you did you say that you didn't want him to come home with a white woman either? So why do you feel yeah. like as a white man? Well, we and and we we'd have a conversation. Is what it would be. And and it was for the second part of what Veronica said. I don't I don't want you trying to think that somehow white women are better just because they're white. Now mm -hmm. you again, if you if you know this girl and you like this girl, it, it's going to take a little bit for me to believe that it's all on equal on the both sides, right? But I I can get there, right? More so than Veronica probably could. But that that is mine. I, you know, I love my wife, and I and I think there's nothing better than my wife in the world. To me, I don't want to say it would be an insult to my wife if you came home with a white girl, but I want to make sure it was it was legitimate. It wasn't you just want to be with a white girl because somehow you think that's bad, right? And then like Valetta, you have, you have a son and a daughter? I have two sons and a daughter. So how do you feel if your son, because um, they're biracial and they identify as black. 
So how did they, how would you feel if they came home with a non-black girl? So my oldest son, my daughter-in-law is white. My oldest son's wife is white. And I have two adorable little curly haired, blonde haired girls that people are shocked because they look like they're little white girls. Uh, But uh, I mean, Casey and Jordan, they've been together since they were 17 and 18 and they're 32 and 33. Uh, I just wanted him to be happy, you know? And, And if I were to say, I wouldn't want him to date a white woman, it would be less about her being white and me worrying more about his safety because of how he might be treated, right? Um, or portrayed. So, um, but, you know, I, I got really lucky. They're great. It worked out. My daughter uh, is like me. She, she dates both. And so, but after, here's something really interesting. After what happened um, here recently with this racial upbringing, she did say, maybe I want to step back from white men for a little while. I want to get an, take an opportunity to be with people that identify with what it is that I'm dealing with. And that was all based on the experience she had of talking to someone that was white, that didn't understand her point of views when it came to what's currently happening in our world. Um, my youngest son, well, the last girlfriend was white and now the new girlfriend, I think that she's mixed. So Veronica, I hate to break it to you. There's a good chance because you don't want it. He's gonna come home with this cute little white girl. <laughs> so, yeah. God has a sense of humor. It happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> I rebuke it. I am rebuking that in the name of the in uh from two when, Corinthians. Don't go to two Corinthians. But when he does, he's gonna say, Well, you did it. No, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that is so true. Just be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to send him to an HBCU, baby. But yeah, no. And, and I don't think <laughs> that's where he at. But seriously, um, yes, I don't think that, again, yeah, I don't want y'all to think that. I think that every relationship is like that. But I do, it does make me sometimes wonder. So, you know, but yes, as long as, like you said, especially about the safety issue, but as long as they're happy and they're in a good relationship, then I'm happy. Yeah. And Brandy, you asked a question about Black love. So my my parents have been married for 52 years. And uh, I've never looked at them and thought, oh, how beautiful is this black love? I thought, how beautiful is this this love and this commitment? Um, so I, I don't know if I've ever defined it that way. Mm. I've never really thought about it that way. Um, so now we have one more question. We're actually getting ready to come to a close, but we wanted to touch on this real quick. You mentioned colorblindness. Y'all all kind of touched on it a little bit. So my question is, do you believe a person can be colorblind regarding a uh, race and relationship? Because Lynn, you said, you know, um, <laughs> no, if one of y'all said, no, Valetta, you mentioned colorblind and you're shaking your head, so go for it. <laughs> no, no, you, I just, <laughs> if someone says that there's anything about you that they don't see, they're not acknowledging you, period, the end. There, there's no such thing as colorblind. There's too many other people and circumstances in the world to remind you of what color that person is out just outside of, of seeing them. There's, there's no such thing. It's a safe way of saying I'm tolerant, mm. of whatever it is, you know, I'm tolerant of your color. Um, I'm tolerant of your attitude, whatever. I just, no, no. 
see me 100% or just don't. So our favorite couple of the show. Because <laughs> y'all done leaned in like y'all got something to say. <laughs> I mean, so you take because I'm 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 just gonna say this. I don't know. I'm I will I'll answer for him. He, obviously, he can't be colorblind because we know what he likes. So <laughs> there you have it. So you take it away. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna try not to cuss too much. That's BS. There's no such. You're not colorblind. Yeah. You're lying. That's the first thing. The, the second thing is, is is exactly what you said. But that's that's the white person's way of saying I don't mind that you're black. Yeah, that, that's what they're really saying. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, if you have to deny the other person or whatever part of it it is, then you don't really care about that person. Right. And again, it, it, to me, and, you know, again, one of the things we talk about this, when we say we talk about race all the time, we literally probably almost every day, something. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a long time ago about what that meant. Right. And that's it's exactly it is. Oh well, I'm accepting that you're black. You know, I I'll, I can live with that. My I deign you worthy to be with me, <laughs> right? That, that's what that means, right? And, and no, so I'm not a fan of that at all. Um. Oh, so this is what. This is this is cute. So now we're actually getting ready to, like I said, come to a close. But it's something I had mentioned to both y'all, Veronica and Lynn, when uh, we were talking off air. Because I did ask y'all about like how did y'all meet, and I said I wanted y'all to bring that to the show, like bring it to the show because y'all had a cute, funny story. So real quickly, can you tell our audience how y'all met? You go ahead. I, I just want to talk about the how y'all know everybody. Oh, because oh, black people know because black people know everybody somewhere. We do, yeah. We talk in stereotypes too. So we actually met online. We met online on a dating site online. Afroromance.com. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Yep. Seriously, what? that's the name what? of the site. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I put a plug in for them. Maybe even a sponsorship. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's an interracial dating site designed for that specifically. And we talked today about, I mean, last weekend we were talking about why was she on me? I mean, <laughs> I was looking for a sponsor. I was looking for a sponsor, right. and as got married, ain't that something? <laughs> yeah. So we and, and yeah, we uh, you know we we chatted online for a little bit, and she gave me uh, her phone number and. As a safety precaution, did not give me her actual name. She gave, gave me yeah. uh, R O N I, which is what I call her today, honestly. But I didn't know at that time was she saying Ronnie? Was she saying Roni? I don't know. So then we called to actually, I think, start to schedule a time. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can I speak to Ronnie? Roni? I'm not sure. And of course, she heard the accent. Mm, and yeah. she was, oh. I was oh. like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. he was like, oh, hey, this is Lynn. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yes, that's when the Bama, I was like, what, who? Yeah. He was like, Lynn, you know? I was like, oh, okay. And I almost didn't go on the date, the first date. But, uh, right. you know. Yeah we, yeah, we went out. We had a good time. We, we enjoyed each other. The next day, I'm all excited. I'm at work. I met somebody great. We're going to talk. And I, I mentioned it to, to one of my coworkers. And they're like, Veronica? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and again, I've been in town not even, I don't know, it's been six months at that point. I, I mean, it was amazing to me that really the, you know, the two or three people I had been on a date with, I met somebody who knew one of those people and they worked for me and I'm going, oh, now I got to break up. We can't go out anymore. But she, you know, she, break she, up? She, you hadn't got me yet. Well, that's close. You're right. Okay. <laughs> she already liked me. Though. She was, she was all over me. Yeah. Know. I was calling him the wrong name. Yes, he did that a couple times. <laughs> and that person was my sister. That was yeah. Yeah. The circle. Yes. Um, yes. And I got a yeah. call. I think I got a call from either my sister or my cousin, who's like best friends with Veronica. Mm -hmm. And they were like, she's dating some white man. I was like, a white man? <laughs> really? And so they were saying how nice he was and stuff. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. She said he was country though. She wasn't lying. Yeah. He country. His name but is Lynn. We were talking about this the other day. He was like, no matter where, y'all know somebody somewhere. Y'all may not know them directly, but you know somebody that knows somebody somewhere. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. I was like, yeah, you know, one of those stereotypes that oh, black people know. Yeah, because our son got a job offer for coming out of school. And it was like, oh, he knows some, <laughs> Shay knows somebody who, who oh. worked at that company, oh. still works there. It's like, of course she does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, it not surprise me she knows somebody who works at this company in Lansing, Michigan, or wherever it's at. Of course, yeah. we all know. We all know somebody. We all now. I don't know. I don't know if it's the full race, but if you are connected to Shay Hornsby, then yes, somebody <laughs> yeah. knows somebody. No, who, yes, that. Now, I'm glad I know Shay. Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just talk about the network, right? Uh -oh. You're muted. Uh, You're muted. You're, muted. Mm -hmm. You're gone. Do I need to wrap up? Okay. So <laughs> we're having a technical difficulty over on the south side of Houston. So I will wrap things up. The way we normally end the show is that we do, because we're lawyers, we rest our case. And typically we ask our guests to rest their case on either something that's going on currently in the community or the world or about something we talked about today. And so I was actually sitting here trying to figure out what I would rest my case on. But I... Think I'm gonna steal something that Lynn said. He, you talked about if we were while you're dating to say I'm not gonna date anybody that has brown eyes, and you've now limited your dating pool. And so I think I would say if I took something from this episode is don't limit yourself because you might miss out on a great relationship, a great person, and no matter if they don't look like you or come from your same. Um, background, if you can just have open and honest conversations with that person, I think you have the opportunity to have a blossoming and a beautiful relationship. So that's what I'm taking away from this, this one. Does anyone else want to rest their case or have anything they want to take away from this episode? I'm good. I mean, I think I made a lot of my points. <laughs> so, yeah. I will say this. I believe, you know, through this relationship that we have, that you you have to talk about racial issues, for lack of a better term. As If you're an interracial couple, you can't 
And Beletta, you mentioned that before. You can't pretend it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to work out. And sometimes those conversations are going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to agree as long as you, you know, treat each other with respect, treat each other's ideas with respect. But there's got to be a line too. I mean, we'll be real. There's got to be a line where you're like, oh yeah, that's that's not cool. You can't. <laughs> that that's too far, right? Whatever that is, you know. Uh, but if you don't talk about it, it's, it's not going to get you better ever. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Veronica? Oh, Valletta, you can go. No, no. Veronica, no I, I was just saying, I agree. Oh, okay. It does. Uh, yeah. If I could give one piece of advice to women and men, for that matter, out there dating, I would say don't get so caught up in who you want to have the relationship with, focus more on what you want that relationship to be. Because you really miss it if you're focusing on the wrong thing. The relationship is long-term. So get away from who and start to think about what. Hmm. I like it. Brandon, you want to try again? I can still not hear you. But no worries. I know you rest my case. How rest my case is, is that this is a huge year for all of us. It is election year. If I think it's almost time, you got to make sure that you're registered to vote. Early voting in Texas starts in October. Florida's probably not that much further behind us. But November 3rd, I don't really un- care who you vote for. Just vote. If you want to go and write in your auntie's name in the blank, that's fine with me. Just go vote. Well, if you want to. I, it's America, they have freedom. But we would prefer if you didn't. I'd prefer if you didn't. I'd prefer if you um, help me help America and get some moving trucks at the White House. That's what I would prefer, but it's totally up to you how you want to do this. But on November 3rd, whether you're gonna mail in your ballots or go, and stand in the lines, as our favorite first lady said, stand in the line until you cannot stand any longer to vote. Because if you don't vote, your voice is not heard and nor does it count. So please, please, please go and vote. And thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, This is an amazing conversation. I did not know how it was gonna turn out, but I've learned so much and I hope our viewers and listeners learned a lot as well. Thank you, Ms. Valletta for coming and sharing your insights on your relationships. Thank you to our favorite couple, Lynn and Veronica, um, for coming as well on with us today to talk about their experiences loving someone who doesn't always look exactly like them and how you navigate that in the times that we are today. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at on Instagram at simplybeingt. Sam is still not able to be followed. You can see she didn't even show up here today because that's how much she did not want to be followed, <laughs> but no worries. Brandy can be followed at Janae on Instagram. Um, but you can always follow us on multiple, um, I think, uh, what's it called? Social media platforms. On Twitter, it's NFQPod. On Instagram, it's No Further Q. And on Facebook, it is No Further Questions. You can tell I do not do the media, but that is okay. I told y'all where y'all can follow us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We can't wait to see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.